right, welcome everybody to the Beer Geeks Radio Hour here on Sports Hub 102.3 NBC Sports Radio. I am Freddie, the insignificant, significant one, the anti-DJ, if you will. I am the bad influence with the best intentions, and I'm here with Dirty Derek today. How you doing, Dirty Derek? Lovely, Freddie. Outstanding. Backyard Billy from what Backyard up? Alehouse. What's going on? And kicking around the dumpster once again, <laughs> the mighty Polander, the, the homebrew, the Polish home brewer. That's what I'm going to refer to him as anymore. My good friend, Eddie Agintovich. How you doing, Eddie? Uh, glad to be on this side of the dirt, Fred. Outstanding, man. That sounds very, very cool. Here's the deal, boys. Uh-huh. We have a great show. Once again, when I walk in the building, I get these killer giveaways handed to me by Dirty Derek that he's got hooked up. And it's all because we have a very special guest calling in today. And we're drinking some very, very special beer. And I know Backyard Billy made Derek ver- very, very happy with a special thing. Maybe you'll talk about that later on if yeah, you we'll want to. That one. Excellent. <laughs> Sounds good to me, man. Let us know why I am holding this excellent giveaway for one of our beer geek listeners today awesome man oh, look at that that's oh that's gonna get lost oh, oh man <laughs> man <laughs> down lost fumbling stumbling yeah we got uh we have new belgian brewing on today and uh we have a really great giveaway from them they nice some nice. really awesome hats, i have to say i've been really looking forward to this show for a while they're a good brewery they're one of those breweries that uh you know as when we had stone there's a lot of breweries that you don't even really need an intro on like hey you know they tell us when they're around like they're a brewery that are very extremely well known throughout the craft beer. Even you know for those who haven't been able to have this beer, you know of the brewery and you know of the reputation, and that that's really the the greatest thing to see is you know they've been around for a long time and they've really established themselves as one of the best breweries. Well, they have one of the the, the greatest like flagship beers. Yeah, you know, Fat Tires, just a beer that's you know. It, it's one of those beers that. It built its reputation up. It was yeah. it was ahead of the trend curve with everything. Some people going back having it now. It's like, well, it's not as this, not. But when that came out, that changed everything. Oh my god! And yeah. it, it's still like it's a great go to beer, which is fantastic. Freddie's trying to sneak something <laughs> in. <I> mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I look. I see my favorite two letters here, man. X L. <laughs> Man, I really hope this stuff doesn't get lost in my office. It's been a problem as of late. We must have mice that only come out when everybody leaves the building at night. So I'll get to the bottom of it, boys. But we have Miss Lauren Salazar calling in at quarter after. Yep. She's going to be talking about um, all the this. She, she's the seller uh, manager of all the, the barrel nice. aging program they have there. So we're going to be able to really get into sour beers and everything with her, which would be nice. We'll actually get a little, we can actually get a little technical today, a little more than usual. Instead of going over the brewery, right. we'll focus on some technical stuff. It was great because as I'm walking into the kitchen to get my coffee and Derek's preparing the glasses for the drinking today, he's there, no, today's going to be a very technical show. <laughs> in other words, go make your coffee, hang out, do laps around the building or whatever, and uh, try not to interrupt us when we're getting to the big fat skinny about what's going on with New Belgium. In Fort Collins, Colorado, man, very beautiful town. Anybody hip town. Ever, yeah, it's a very hip town, man. It's even hipper now. <laughs> I was waiting for oh, something yeah. like that to be said. Okay, well, it was said. <laughs> and with, and without further ado, do because uh, Polish home brewer over here is going to run out of everything that you gave him already. <laughs> so if you guys want to get to the beer drinking, let's make yeah, it happen. We're, we're starting out. Uh, I don't want to say we're starting out light because this is an 8.5. We're kicking off right away. This is their Imperial IPA Rampant. Uh, and this is one a lot of people that have had it know of it. It's kind of one that's starting to really now build more of a reputation. I thought it was a lot more, you know, have been indulgent than, than I I guess I assumed because a lot of people when I said about this beer, this is one a lot of people even online had said, I haven't had Rampant yet. 
which I was kind of surprised. I thought it was one that was pretty much out there because Rangers and I eat their IPA, which is a really good one that a lot of people know of. This is a beefed up version of that, but it's really nice. Like a lot of uh, New Belgium's IPAs, if you've had them, it's nice because of the hop selections that they do. Where they're very clean. That's definitely one thing you can say. And they have a perfectly dry finish, which is the two things you want out of a good IPA is to be clean and a really dry finish. And that's two of the features that really come through on this. But the hop choices they make are really nice, too, because they actually get some different notes. They're not going after, um, you know, what the market's doing. Everyone wants pine and, and pure citrus, and we're going to put citra hops. They're, they're going after different things. Like This one, I think, has calypso, and I don't remember the other hop. Off Target, top. maybe? Maybe it's Target. I can't remember. the. I'm not really sure. I know calypso's one, but it's nice because you get, like, peach notes. You get these, like, subtle, like a fuzzy peach, really clean. It's not as citrusy or anything. It's a little more floral end of it. But it really has a lot of nice notes in this that make it a very, very approachable. For, for a double IPA, it's extremely approachable, even if you have not had an IPA. This is one that you could give to a friend that hasn't had one that they wouldn't, you know, make the bitter beer face that uh, we've talked about. Yeah, this about. is, I mean, when you, when, you, when you talk about being approachable, this is probably, for double IPAs, I think, mm-hmm. probably one of the most approachable I've ever had. So. Yeah. I'm, I'm getting fresh cut, fresh cut grass. Yeah, it the, is. It's, you know, yeah, it's there's, like there's, there's a not, lot of those. Yeah, there's a lot of different notes going on. It's really yeah. good. And it's nice because it, it definitely doesn't, it's not one you're going to take a sip of and say, oh, this tastes like fill in the blank with other IPA, <laughs> which is easy to do considering this market is so saturated with IPAs that it's kind of really nice to see something stand on its own and have these different flavors going on and have that really nice dry finish. And there's no hint of it being 8.5, which is good and bad. <laughs> <laughs> Ed, what do you think? You're the IPA guy. <clears throat> I've never had anything but well, I've only had the fat tire. But this is a this is a very good beer. I mean, um, hop. I think it's hop forward. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like real hoppy. But uh, I, I can't I can't distinguish like what you're saying. Like I I can't taste the peach or it's I don't know. It's just very. It's, I think it's just very hoppy. Is that just a, is that a palate training, Derek? If like you obviously like I know when you say you taste something, you definitely it's got to be there. I'm assuming that it has to definitely be there. And a lot of people that do their own beer or drink different beers, if they can't pick up on the flavors yet, is that something that may come in time with yeah, these beers? That definitely comes in time uh, as you're trying things. And then also, you know, it's good to I hate to say go to the websites and read about stuff, but right. try a beer. Get an idea of what it is and what, and if you're getting a flavor, you're like, I can't pinpoint it. It does help when you go on these sites and see what other people are picking up because that might be just the thing like, oh, because connecting your brain to your palate isn't something that instantaneously always happens right. with flavors. So when you see, oh, someone got this note out of it, oh, that's what that is, and then you connect it. And it's not like it's a foreign word or anything. It's right. Just, you're not putting that two, two and two together with the flavors coming out of this. A lot just, of time on, on, on tasting sheets or judging yeah. sheets, they will actually have wow. those flavors listed so they can yeah. actually cue you. Well, you know, is it, am I getting citrus? Am I getting mango? That's am I getting part of the things? question yeah. I was going to yeah. ask you already answered there. Um, because he brings when Eddie says that, it brings up something from when we first started doing the show. Um, yeah, you guys had these beer. It was this older guy, this, that. He knows everything. He was back there when they first discovered the hop and <laughs> they first put caps on bottles and all this stuff. But I think he might have even given me a prohibition speech or something like that. But the deal is he goes, yeah, you guys were talking about this beer and touting that it has this and this and this. And that guy, he's telling me he's tasting this, this, and this. I don't taste any of this. And I don't what? get any of that. And I'm sitting there thinking, why are you talking to me like I have a clue? <laughs> Second of all, uh, 
Where are your pants? Go find Eric. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Or call in the show and tell him. Yeah. I mean, no, he's lying. He didn't taste this, this, and this. Well, we just a- want to see what you are going to do. It's also a matter, you know, people have to take in consideration. One, what are they having before they have this beer? Are they having a stout? Are they having coffee? Are they chain smoking a pack of cigarettes? Like all these different things are going to come into how play. How fresh the beer is. Yeah, how fresh the beer is. Like, yeah. you, you might have a bottle. Of the, like, we could put a side-by-side, especially an IPA. You put a side-by-side of last year's batch of this versus this totally different flavor components. Yeah. So there's all these different things that people have to take in consideration, especially with an IPA. All, you know, it's a sensory thing. Like it really is. Like beer is taking in all your senses. Like if you're sitting down having a really nice German beer in a beautiful beer garden in, in Munich, Germany, and, you know, all the vines are growing around. Atmosphere. It's one of the best beers you're ever going to have. You take that same beer, you go home, you sit in the living room, your kids are screaming, the phone's ringing off the hook. It's not nearly as enjoyable. <laughs> and it's not the beer's fault. The beer could be as fresh as possible. It's the damn beer! <laughs> That's the defense in court. <laughs> the domestic abuse case. It was the damn beer. The, the hops didn't come through. There's all those different... <laughs> There's all those different things that they play into when you're sitting down to have a beer. It's not that, I don't want to say it's not that simple. I mean, it is at the end of the day, it's beer. But there is a lot of things that come into play. And if you're getting tasting notes, that's something that develops over time. And drinking coffee and chewing gum and stuff. That reminds me of the movie, What's It, Sideways, where he's teaching him. He's teaching him, oh. He says, Merlo, I'm out of here. (laughs) And then he's looking over at him. I don't really taste this, Miles. I don't really do And he's looking over at him. Are you chewing gum? And he just says that. It's so funny because he's teaching him how to taste wine. But very cool. Okay, good. I'm glad you asked that question because that reminded me of that situation. And you answered it perfectly. Thank you, boys. No, and that, that's really how it is. There, there is, you know, if we're, if, and if we're getting notes and you're saying you don't, but that doesn't mean anyone's wrong. Right. It also just means it's doesn't mean my palate's more developed. It doesn't mean my palate's not as de- It's just that's what I'm getting. It's like sometimes, you know, if someone doesn't like coffee, if someone doesn't like that bitterness of coffee and they have a stout, you know, that's going to be a lot more perceptible on their palate than it will be to me. So, I mean, there's all those different things coming into play. Like, it, it's, it really is like a memory thing. Like, building up your palate is, it's, it's a memory. Yeah. And it's just being able to make those connections between what you're tasting. And that's what our guest, Lauren, that's what, yeah. I mean, that's what she is, sensory science. I mean, yeah. that's what she, you know, you know, when you talk about a refined palate, she'll probably be one of the most we have on the show, you know, oh, definitely. in that regard. So All of the things I burned out of my brain are stuck on my palate. <laughs> <laughs> Could be I don't even want to know what that means. <laughs> oh, yeah. I didn't think about that all the way through, boys. I really As didn't. it was coming out, I realized. I should Did I just say that out loud? But what you're drinking right now, you boys are really enjoying. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's delicious. I'm yeah. loving this one. So yeah. definitely, if you wanted to, if you wouldn't mind seeing a couple bottles of that when you opened your refrigerator right up Absolutely in the front. Absolutely not. Awesome. Does it know? Is this available in the area, Dirk? New Belgium's kind of slowly making their way up. You can find it in bits and pieces. You know, I don't think there's really been any brewery straight up that we have had on here that you cannot find, period, around here. It's just, it's drips and drabs. Um, you know, they're opening up their new brewery in North Carolina. We're going to, like, talk about that a little bit. Once that opens, it's going to open up a whole flood onto the East Coast of all their beers. Like, you can find them 
It's just drips and drabs. They're not directly, like, every, their whole line isn't something you can walk in and find. I'll tell you what, too. These bottles have a really cool retro flair to them. So if you're into decorating your man cave or your bar or your restaurant and you want, you're into collecting bottles, because I know a lot of people buy the beer just because they really can't wait to see that bottle up on their mantle, and maybe you need that all decorated and designed perfectly, and the best way to get that done, Celtic Cabinetry, man. How's it going down there, Derek? Busy, busy. And even though, see, that's a key thing. I said they're busy. They're busy. Why? Because they're very good and because word spreads and because people listen and you need stuff done. Custom cabinetry in Millwork, Celtic cabinetry in Millwork there, Pittston. And uh, Derek's going to tell you how you can get hooked up, take a walk through this showroom, check out something, build the perfect man cave. That would be great. Billy, wouldn't you love to wake up and see a whole newly remodeled Man cave. I don't know. You maybe it would if you had a wife I do would, that. I would. I would love it. But I, you know, I have an old basement in Scranton. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> like a foundation that every oozes water. Right. If, you, if you start digging around there, you might find some bodies in it. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. Would you? That brings up a great question. Would you trust? Would you trust your woman to design your man cave? Mine? Yeah, I would. She, she's, she, she uh, you know, indulges in my insanity. Billy, not a chance. <laughs> Ed. No. Never. No? Never. You wouldn't give her a shot? Nope. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Not a chance. Yeah, I don't know if I would do mine either. I mean, I get it, Derek. I get it. What you saying that about um, your lovely fiance, that I'll be DJing a wedding when you're all ready to go, by the way. A very good rate. And um, <laughs> I'm Free? only kidding. It's not gonna, I'm only kidding. It's not going to be a good rate. No, it's all, I'm only kidding. But um, yeah, I was thinking about that, too. I don't know if I'd let my woman design a man cave, but if she was going to and I had to tell her one thing to do, I'd tell her to go to see David, take a walk through the showroom, get it done right, Celtic cabinet. Millwork, Broad Street in Pittston. If you're building or remodeling, you want to make that happen. Dirty Derek, do you have his stuff up there ready to go? I do. You can awesome. give him a call. It is 570-654-1461. All right. If all goes well after this break, we're going to pay some bills here. We're going to talk about how fabulous Backyard Billy's Burgers were yesterday and every day at Backyard Ale House. Going to talk more about these killer bottles and this New Belgium beer. And hopefully we'll be talking to Miss Lauren Salazar from New Belgium. Is she calling from Fort Collins. She is. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> you know, I'm going to ask her other questions, right? Oh, God. All right. I'm sure. All right, we'll talk <laughs> about that what, during the break. If you're looking to get cash for your broken and unwanted jewelry, go to a reputable jeweler who's been in business for a long time, not one that appeared because the price of gold went up. Bring your broken and unwanted jewelry to Rainbow Jewelers. They're professionals and deal directly with the refiner. Rainbow Jewelers will tell you what your gold's really worth and pay you what it's really worth. Rainbow Jewelers, 789 Wyoming Avenue, Kingston. Open Monday through Saturday. Stop by Fairfield Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram in Danville, the South Valley's newest favorite dealership. They have a huge inventory selection. Fairfield Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram. See why they're the most talked about dealer in the South Valley. 1409 Montour Boulevard, Danville. How would you like to feel warm and fuzzy all over? And no, I'm not talking about Uncle Jack's eggnog. It's the Get My Perks season of giving. Register at GetMyPerks.com, and when you win $500 worth of Christmas cash, GetMyPerks.com will donate $500 to your favorite charity. Now that's how you spread holiday cheer. But you need to hurry, because this opportunity ends on December 20th. $500 going towards Christmas presents, and $500 going to your favorite charity from GetMyPerks.com. This is the National Contest. Wyoming Valley Motors. 
good deals, making good friends. One thing will be obvious when you experience the supremely comfortable accommodations in the new Porsche Panamera. We're stirring souls, not selling ours. Introducing the world's most thrilling contradiction, the four-door executive class car that just also happens to be a Porsche. Its precision handling hugs Rose, while luxurious leather seating hugs you. And our new Panamera SE Hybrid plug-in fully embraces our dedication to more from less efficiency, a philosophy we like to call Porsche Intelligent Performance. While the premier comfort is undeniable, with over 400 horses under the hood, rest assured the thrill of the pure sports car prowess is still very much intact. So no, we're not in the luxury sedan business, but we do continue to be in the thrills business. Experience the soul-stirring for yourself with a test drive at Wyoming Valley Porsche. There is no substitute. Wyoming Valley Motors Making good deals Making good friends There's no place like home Getting home safely is just a click away. Find the right seat for your little one's age and size. Visit safercar.gov slash the right seat for more information. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Have you been searching for the perfect engagement ring or an exquisite gift for a special occasion? Rainbow Jewelers is where you'll find it. Rainbow Jewelers, consistently voted the number one jeweler in the Wyoming Valley, has a large selection of GIA and EGL certified diamonds, engagement rings, necklaces, bracelets, and earrings. Rainbow Jewelers also has wedding bands, birthstone jewelry, mother's rings, all high quality at the best price. Plus, they sell citizen brand watches and offer jewelry repairs. Rainbow Jewelers, 789 Wyoming Avenue, Kingston. Open Monday through Saturday. Rise. Here, back at the Beer Geeks Radio Hour, Sports Hub 102.3 NBC Sports Radio. Having a good time kicking out the Beer Geeks. We are the Beer Geeks. Hear us pour every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. Hook us up on Facebook or look us up on Facebook. And just be listening for cool giveaways that are going to happen later on today. And if you're looking for something body piercing, tattooing, Triple Six Tattoos, Main Street in Wilkesbury. Stop in, see my man Bruce Fairchild. Right now is a great time to get a gift card, gift certificate. Maybe just get a piece or surprise somebody. Take them where you're going. Say, jump in the chair, get a piercing. Professionally done in a very clean environment, my boys, at my boys and girls. I'm sure Jenna has some time today, too, if you wanted to jump into the seat. Triple Six Tattoos, look them up on Facebook and spell it out. It's not the three sixes. You know, devil, devil worshiper wannabes out there. Triple Six Tattoos, Main Street in Wilkesbury. Make that happen. Glad that they're part here of the Beer Geeks Radio Hour on Sports Hub 102.3. And I'm here with the other Beer Geeks, man. They're drinking New Belgian beer. What do you got on tap now, Derek? Well, we're going to kick open a bottle of La Terroir. La Terroir. La Terroir. <laughs> Sorry, I'm... Uh, just, then... just rolls off your tongue. La Terroir. <laughs> yeah, I'm not French, so that's... Uh, that's La Terroir. <laughs> That's free. That's free for you. Oh, a little free French goes. lesson. Here we go. Now we're getting into, I don't know, what the, right. what's the ABV on this one? 7.5%. So it's a little little less, but this is, uh, you know, getting into the sour beers. Now this is a, a style that is growing extremely fast and is becoming extremely popular in the craft beer scene. Uh, you know, it's it's a take on kind of comes from like a Belgian style, but it has this tartness to it. A lot of people when they think sour, kind of get put off and think, oh, I got sour beer. The idea of that is a little off-putting, but it, it's not uh, it's not all-encompassing. It has a little bit more of a sweetness. Now, what's nice with this one 
is uh, it's a dry hopped sour beer. So it actually has a little nice addition to it with that because it, it gives it a little bit of a differentiation from any of the, the standard sour beers that are out there. Now, a lot of ones people are familiar with is like, a, you know, Rodenbach is kind of the one that a lot of people get acclimated to this taste with. What are you guys thinking? I, I didn't take a sip of this one yet. It's uh, it's tart. It's 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 soury tart. Uh, you know, I, it's funny you mentioned about sour beers. You know, you know, growing in leaps and bounds. I would say sour beers are probably like the second most popular beer style right now among mm-hmm. beer geeks after IPAs. So <clears throat> this beer, it 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 actually has a, a finish that kind of reminds me like of Orville, the way it's dry hopped a little yeah. bit. You yeah. know, and that's. Uh, but but the but the tartness just just jumps right out at you. It's it's amazing. It's it's got a nice. It's not the, the one thing that I think puts some people off with sour beers is that uh, like vinegary characteristic that some of them have. What's nice in this is it's it's not really there. It doesn't have that like lingering kind of I don't know almost like an oily feeling some of them have on your tongue. Mm-hmm. Like this doesn't have it. It has more of a, it's a much more of a dry finish. And now I don't know if that's from the blending choices or from from the dry hopping. Because this was a new 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 take on the style. This is something New Belgium really came up with unto themselves is to be able to dry hop a sour beer. No one was really doing this one before that. And it really adds a lot of different complexities into this beer. Like ripe fruit? Yeah. Ripe peaches? Like almost like a little bit of yeah. stone fruit type thing, some peaches. Yeah. It, it's nice because it, it, it takes away that acidity that some of the sour beers can have. That you know, Because there's some that you have that when you take a sip of it, it, it almost like curdles your stomach, some of them, because they're they're very, very acidic. Well, it's funny. Rodenbach, I'd actually say it's like a, a digestible. Okay. Sorry about that. We're uh, getting stuff organized. <laughs> We're getting all situated here. It's, it's a little little chaotic. But uh, no, th- this it has a nice take on it because it doesn't have an overly acidic take, which can kind of really be off-putting to someone who hasn't had anything like that. So this is another style that, you know, it's growing in popularity, but you need to find the right entry beer for it. And that, that's the key with a lot of these styles that kind of are uh, contrasting or maybe, you know, some people love them or hate them. Uh, you need to find a good entry beer for that. Then you can get yourself, you know, get your feet wet, we'll say. Or your palate wet. What, what are you thinking, Ed? This is, uh, this is new for you. This is very new to me. For me. Um, <clears throat> it's, it's, it's dry. Um, it's uh, fruity, sweet, and sour. Uh, not very hoppy. Um, bottom line is interesting. <laughs> How's that? <laughs> no, the, the hops, it's not, you know, when it says dry hopped, you know, it's not anything like an IPA dry hopped. Yeah, it's like 12 IBUs or something Yeah, like it's, that. it's still really yeah. low because really, you know, the, the acidity in a beer like this, the pH balance, when you drop some hops in, is going to not take them on as a, you know, when you're using a, a typical... IPA, you're going to be using a Pilsner malt or something, a really light malt that just kind of absorbs the hops and takes them in. When you're throwing them into something really acidic like this, it's going to basically absorb them and then kind of have this flavor profile that gets a little mixed around. So they're not going to come to the forefront, like if you dry hop to standard beer. 
Well, you have to think about with the, with the acidity. The city acidity up until modern times was what acted as a preservative. So it yeah. you know it's it's one of those things that um, to to make a beer acidic is is it's gonna it's gonna act as a preservative. But but how do you get it where it's not like like you said gonna turn your stomach or 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 be be not digestible? Yeah. So in in this case, um, it true a true talented uh, brewer and or blender. In yep. this case, that's where the um, that's where the, the mixing and every you know the results really kind of shine. Yeah, so. just trying to find the the right balance of all those things. I mean, going back historically is uh, going on. Uh, a lot of the beers that we're used to from Belgium are much more of you know the traditional are are a lot more tart because they're taking on all these wild yeast characteristics and all these different things. So it would have a lot more tartness when you're getting into like a traditional saison or things like that. Anyone that's brewing to that, it's a lot more of a tart flavor. Mm-hmm. And and a lot of that comes that flavor is coming from the you know the oak the the, the barrels that they're aged in. Um, some people will end up pitching some of these these biotics in, but in other cases they're they're naturally occurring in the beer from the from the fermenting tanks. Okay. Yeah, we're, we're just working through all, sorry. <laughs> this is a nut thing right now. But uh, no, going through all this, yeah, that's really what it is. Like you have those flavors will kind of come through into some of those beers. All right, guys, I'm going to interrupt all here. Right. I think our person's Ooh. calling in here. Let's see. Let's Hopefully see. it's them and not some crazy person. Hello, welcome to the Beer Geeks Radio Hour, Lauren. <laughs> Hi, how are you? Oh, we're living the dream, kid. <laughs> Did you f- and did- I am living on Mount- Mountain Standard Time. Oh, big time. And we love <laughs> Fort Collins, Colorado. Big time. Derek was saying that you had problems finding a payphone on one of the corners there. <laughs> there was gum stuck in the slots, um, and people no, were just I, occupying yeah, them. Apparently, you guys are on Eastern Standard Time. Well, good morning. We're glad that you could join <laughs> us. And I know Derek and Billy and Eddie over here, we're very much looking forward to you calling in. So let's go on. Rock this out. Thanks All right. for that. Well, thanks, Lauren. We'll... we'll- We'll take it easy on you. <laughs> All right, let's see. we'll just jump in with everything with New Belgium. We already talked about it. it's a brewery that doesn't really need much of an introduction. When did the the barrel program really start for them? Um, that was nineteen ninety seven, ninety eight. I guess arguably at this point, because I think it was about December that we started it out. And um, and then, but I found the most recent. Um, I was digging through a Manila envelope. If you can even remember what those are. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> that uh, that the, that I actually saw when we received the first um, barrels, and that was about I think February of 1998. Wow! Wow! Yeah. Now, with, with the new brewery coming online in North Carolina, I guess first, uh, when is that? Right now, thinking it'd be coming online, and when it does, what is that going to do with the barrel program? Um, I think that when the when the new brewery comes online, first and foremost, and I think in everyone's hearts and minds, is trying to like when the, is the first fat tire going to come off the line? Because that's um, kind of our, you know, like the end all be all for for us is just being able to replicate. Um, something that is exclusively Colorado, mm-hmm. and then after that, I think that that I think nobody even is, is thinking about what the personality, um, what the fun of Asheville is, and I think that that's kind of um, something that only they will know. 
because I mean, I think that when we started the sour beer program in Fort Collins um, in 1998, that we didn't know that that was what was going to definitely define the personality of Fort Collins and like to start this kind of whole thing. So who are we to say what their, what their, their definition of fun is going to be? That's that's kind of a cool approach. Just kind of take it as it comes. So you know, so maybe it maybe it's sour beer. Maybe maybe it's something that we don't even we haven't even thought of yet. Okay, well, fair enough. Yeah, I mean, that's <laughs> what, you can't really ask for more than that. I mean, you got to take it as it comes when you're going in that kind of expansion. All right, let's take a step back since you're you're the best one to ask this question to uh, for someone who might not be familiar with this style. What would you say is a sour beer. How would you classify it to someone who hasn't had one? Oh, um, well, I would say that a sour beer is um, refreshing. Uh, it is something that probably has. Well, I mean, like, am I? Are you asking for what am I? The style is and what it is, what it isn't. <laughs> um, or you're saying like, if I'm a person that's never had one, how do I prepare for it? Yeah, that that that's a better <laughs> okay. way. To, yeah. Okay, um, that's a like I love that because I think that you can do that really wrong. Um, <laughs> you can hand somebody a sour beer and say, "This is going to be like this is going to be fun to watch," <laughs> um, and then you can pretty much like ruin that person on that style of beer for a long time. So for like I I went to you know, being in the wood cellar at New Belgium, we we watch like tours go through all the time. And I, I love to watch our um, liquid center guys do this the right way a lot. And, you know, so they'll pick up a beer, hold it up, you know, like say, you know, everybody, like everybody kind of has like a, a certain way to do it, but they'll be like, okay, they'll kind of describe it. For me, I ask people things like, if I'm um, handing somebody a lot of leave before I hand it to them, I kind of hold it back and I ask them, do you like tart cherries? And they'll say, oh, yeah, I do. And I'm like, do you like plums? I'm like, oh, yeah, I do. Do you like, you know, lemonade? Do you like Granny Smith apples? You know, and then I'll, they'll, I'll, I'll, like, hand it to them, and I'll say, La Folie kind of has a lot of these same qualities. And sure enough, after they take a sip of it, you prepare them. Because I think that the concept of sour beers is when you hand somebody a, a beer, they have this bizarre really, really old school um, idea of, like, their dad's beer. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, like, that idea that in their head, their mind's eye, makes it weird when they, they take a sip, they're surprised. Yeah, and that that's what a lot of people, we, we, Ed down here in the studio with this And not is, in a good way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's, we've had a few people trying them for the first time on air with us, and it's always an interesting reaction. So now, on the backing of that, we were saying how they're growing in popularity. What do you tack that on to? Like, why do you see this style growing in popularity as, as it is? I think that, um, like, for a lot of, it's almost, you know, like a lot of times when you think about this, it's almost like people are on an adventure, Mm-hmm. They're kind of like it's a, their own journey, and sour beers are sort of for for a lot of people is kind of like the end, not the end. That <laughs> <laughs> seems sad. That's the last um, thing that they the, have. The, the pinnacle <laughs> of this journey that they they're taking with beer, 
you know, they're kind of just learning. They're 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 leaving that that definition, the box in their head that is their dad's beer, and they kind of leave that. And and when I say you know my dad's beer, my dad's beer was like old Milwaukee, old Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think these days, like if your dad's beer is fat tire, like you're lucky. You're you're that <laughs> yeah. generation. Yeah, that started in a different place, and so like when you take that journey, you know, like I think that Lafley and the, the sour beers are kind of like you take a journey. It's not just like in your taste buds, but it's like a journey in beer history. And I think it's kind of a really cool concept that people are doing that these days. They're actually learning about things that they're enjoying. You know, it's not beer isn't like oh, it's not just beer. It's yeah. like, oh, and now I know about this style, and now I know about this style, and this is a really interesting style that is like this spark in time that takes you back to the concept of all beers used to be sour. Yeah. Um, and this is that tiny little spark mm. of that that Belgium never let go. Um, that, that was all about lambics and gooses and these beautiful, you know, beers that, that, that kind of gave this thing that said, Sour is not, it's sour is a beautiful thing, and we don't have to isolate this one yeast strain and, and proliferate it and, and turn it into something so boring as American style light lagers. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny. It's like beer has, has grown from being something that you use to maybe create an experience to now it's, it's an experience onto itself. You know, in, in, in tasting these some of these beers, you know, it's it's oh, wait, it's almost experiential. That? Uh, it's almost like beers are are almost experiential unto themselves instead of like drinking a beer at an experience. The whole process of having one is an experience. Did you say something about experiential? <laughs> <laughs> no, we, we we're making the point that the beer is the experience now instead of the experience being aided with the beer. Now oh, and- yeah, that is, you know, that is really true. It's, I think it's kind of cool. Like right now it's not, you're actually at the point where it, like beer, it, like you, you have to pay attention. You're supposed to talk about the thing that's happening at that moment. You know, it's, you're supposed to be, pay attention. You're, you're eating food, you're drinking, um, you're imbibing in general. And I think that that's something that's a really beautiful beautiful thing that's happening is that we're we have to pay attention to like all the crafts that are around us and this is one of them um and this is you know like i think all crafts are really um loving this renaissance that we're that we're undertaking right now and you know i'm i'm could not be more tickled to have watched it from you know 1998 through this moment watch everybody say, oh, you know, and like everything kind of just, you know, has the same, um, demands the same respect that, you know, so beer, wine has always demanded that same respect. Like the strength, like distilled spirits It all, like we're all in that, that time period where, yeah, we kind of say, you're not allowed to just sit there and, you know, eat your food and drink your drink and not actually take a second to say, Oh, I'm eating this. I'm drinking this. Yeah, you're you're fully experiencing it. So, mm-hmm. on on the end of that, now when you're laying everything out for for blending these, what is like? How do you determine when something is ready for blending, or how do you determine the blend? I know it's a little, <laughs> a really loaded question that's kind of hard to, to boil down, but 
Um, actually, it, it, it's uh, um, at this point, I would say that I've been asked it a couple times, and I will tell you that my I always remember the first time I asked that to Peter Bukart, my brewmaster. Is you know like, okay, so you're handing me you know, all these barrels, wait, it, there wasn't like that moment where he said, okay, now you're taking over the wood cellar. It was more of the, the you know, a couple, he'd take three or four steps away and I just wasn't noticing until the day, you know, he was gone. And I was like, oh crap, what, how do I know when the barrels are ready? <laughs> and I think that the concept of any good blender is you just know, you know. Um, and that's because you're tasting barrels all the time. Um, and you begin to understand the evolution, what happens from the time you put a beer in to the time that you, in your head, that you think that it's ready. And in a nutshell, I can make it really easy for everybody. Um, a sour beer is, is a hungry beer. It's, it's devoid of food. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a big deal to understand. And when we grasp the concept of if the barrel is sour, it's hungry. And, a, and we're all great um, when we're hungry, but there's that moment when we're, like, really hungry or, like, we're hangry. <laughs> and that's not good. <laughs> and that is no longer good. So you, as a, like, I always tell, like, when I'm talking to people with their, you know, their starting tower of your programs, I'm like, you're going to, you'll, you'll realize that, but you can only realize that when you do it wrong, like, three or four times, when you have just made a barrel mad. Um, and, and before and you need to know the markers that happen before that. So when I, if I'm making this beer, what, what are the, what's the barrel telling me? So I know like when I'm making La Folie, there, I know what it's, what it tastes like when I'm feeding the barrel, when it's really happy and when it's just like really well fed and, and then the perfect temperature. And then I know when it's kind of like starting to acidify, I know those markers, I you know, like the way that it, it tastes. And then I know when, it, when it's really on on its way, and then I kind of know when it's starting to be depleted of food. And I know that there's there's a really nice time where it's just perfectly sour. And then I know I got about depending on which barrel it is. Some barrels will give me about two weeks, and that's it. Some barrels will give me like three months. That it will stay at that kind of that that level. And you just have to really get to know your barrels really well. Well, apparently you do, because we, we are now enjoying the <laughs> the uh, La Folie. So I guess Yay. since you mentioned that, can you walk us through that one a little bit, the process of that and what, what you know people are getting out of it? Man, I would love to, because right now it it's keeps me up at night. Um, <laughs> on, the, on the 21st, I'm going to make the blend for 2015 La Folie. And that, right now I'm kind of in that moment where... Uh, I kind of I just can't sleep because I'm like, what's what's this beer going to taste like? What will be the defining characteristic of this beer? And so when I think about La Folie, like I always think when I close my eyes, I, I think of the biggest Granny Smith apple I can think of, and I take a giant bite into it, and that is the core of La Folie. Um, and after that, it's like after that first sip you should start thinking about because I think the first sip is like kind of like okay sour and then the second sip is all right what else um and then the what else for me like I was saying earlier it's cherries um it's kind of figs uh for me 
it has this really bizarre um, way of reminding me of the South um, from Georgia. And my mom used to always buy Czech cola, like the generic cola, and it always makes me mad um, because it, um, because I always wanted Coca Cola. But when I taste Lafalie, there's this really wonderful undertone of kind of like this um, like soda fountain cola. Um, and then, you know, so like a little Rudy, some, uh, just, uh, some kind of marmalade notes in it. And those are kind of the way that I like to describe La Folie to somebody. A lot, a lot of cherry and cherry pit. Um, maybe some almond notes in it if you really, um, want to reach in there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. There's, it's definitely one of those beers that, it, it's just never ending it seems and like each sip like different flavors kind of come across the palate so you're like you there's definitely things that you're going to get the you know fourth or fifth sip that you wouldn't get on the fifth or the first right, right. which is nice i mean to have that complexity now when you're setting out to blend these you're, you're setting that as the the core flavor profile you want to have come through how do you determine what you're going to blend in on top of that is it just by barrel by barrel and you get an idea or, or where do you go with that about, um, so about a, um, three months ago, I kind of tasted through the barrels and set um, some of them, well, about six months ago, I kind of set some of them on the course of being the sour. Um, that, and that's kind of a, it's a thankless job for those barrels um, because they, all they're going to do is be depleted of food. They're just going to be sour. And then I started thinking about the barrels that I thought were really interesting that were actually displaying characteristics that either I hadn't seen before or that I, found, I find very um, comforting, um, very home-like. And I kind of just decided, okay, um, those are gonna be the barrels that are gonna really define this. And so for this year, um, I have like a couple of barrels. There's one that has this beautiful, like a burnt sugar almost character to it that I really am enjoying, um, like a marshmallow burnt sugar. There's another one that tastes like, um, we. I was joking about it, and it tastes like tangerine yuzu marmalade. I know that's <laughs> silly, um, but it really does. Uh, and then there's another barrel that has a Britannomyces um, bloom in it, and it just perfectly happened about, four days ago, um, and I really am enjoying it. it. has a really nice clove note to it, so I have a feeling that those are gonna be like kind of the defining um, petals on on the flower of La Folie for 2015. Exciting. So now when you're, when you're <laughs> getting those flavors in the barrels, like you have to know then, I'm assuming, you have it marked like how long the barrels usually typically retain those flavors. Right. So you have to basically have like a really nice Excel spreadsheet going down saying you're getting this out of this and this will last for X amount of time. And then is that how you're doing all of this, the blending of it? Um, well, I've, I've had the same book since the, for, uh, since 2001. Wow. wow. Um, and so all I, I just write in the same book and I am down to two pages. <laughs> I have never written so small in my life. I'm a little... It's starting to really make me sad, um, but I've got, I've, I bought a book um, about six months ago. It's just like the other book, um, and I, I, it sits next to it. I keep saying that I'm going to write in it just to get it over with, 
Um, but so far, I haven't done that. <laughs> I just keep writing smaller and smaller and smaller. And, it, it, and I look at, I lament on the pages that I wasted by drawing pictures and notes and things on it. But um, I, you know, if you open the book, it says Lawfully 2001 on the first wow. page. And, uh, and then from there, you'll see every single beer that we've made since then when we made Kick and Clutch and... Um, La Terroir the first time and Eric's Ale the first time, you know, Partlici the first time and the first time we infused coffee beans and a sour beer and you're like, what, what does that taste like? So, um, and all my notes, just recently all my notes when I'm talking to Jay from the Rare Barrel about um, how, why my coffee sour beer tastes like this versus this and, you know, it's, it's it's a, a thing that you know you guys can bury me with it for sure because it's definitely my most cherished wow. possession. So um, how how often do you take the slide when you're at the brewery? You know you know the slide that takes you from the second floor down to the first floor. Like do you, do you, do you oh, yeah. take that down every every day? Like every time you... I need to go downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Ex- excellent Lauren I gotta tell you I've never heard anybody speak so passionately about the <laughs> chemistry of craft beer I'm actually turned on it's awesome <laughs> you know, well, it, it is Saturday so Definitely. <laughs> good stuff man never ever ever heard anybody speak so passionately and really just give a description of what goes into before the brew it, it's phenomenal and Polish head over here is stocking your Facebook already <laughs> I'm only kidding I'm only kidding but no that's the bottom that was fabulous great great Derek yeah. you gotta get her hooked up Thank to be on so the much, show Lord. again everybody He's enjoying the beer here, and um, thank you for getting Do up we early. Have to finish now, or I mean, can we? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we, we just want to yeah. th- thank you We're for just waking up over here. <laughs> all right. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, thank you very much for calling in. How's the weather? Do you ski out there at all, Lauren? I do. You know, I'm outside right now. It's beautiful. It's absolutely gorgeous. There's a lot. Um, that's gonna, great. I'm man. gonna do a little bit of gardening, wow. um, and then we're gonna go. My, we're, we're gonna take our our classic truck on a. Tight. On a little ride this morning. Yeah. Nice. That, usual. That's excellent. That's a perfect description. You should do a commercial for coming to visit Colorado. <laughs> I could do my own. I could do my own, but yeah. I shouldn't do it right now in my state of Pennsylvania. Yeah. So maybe if we ever come through Fort Collins, we'll we'll uh, we'll give you a hookup. Thank you very much for joining us on the Beer Geeks Radio Hour, Derek. You got anything else for Lauren? No, thank you so much, Lauren. We'll we'll talk soon. We'll get you hooked up again. We got to have you I- back on again, and thank you for the killer give. Ways, um, we're all psyched. Have a wonderful day, guys. And thank enjoy. You your, thank you very enjoy much. Enjoy your gardening. That was wonderful, oh, man. Was good time. What a great, great interview she gave, Derek. Oh, that's why. I, that's why I was like, this was one I really want to be able to sit and talk to. Because well, she's got notice, all the answers. We went almost. We went a really nice oh, yeah. period with this young lady <laughs> after everything she went through to get hooked up yeah. to call us this morning, which I'm glad she finally did. But like I said, I've never heard anyone speak so passionately about the chemistry of um what goes into their brew. So very good. Very glad oh, to yeah. have Lauren on the show very today good. from New Belgium, and we got to pay. Some bills. We'll be back, and we have a few different uh, our giveaway. But while we're going to break, yeah, we might as well do that up. Let's give it a give it away. Here it yeah. is. Call us on the telephone eight five five seven 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 one zero two three eight five five seven 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 one zero two three eight five five seven 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 one zero two three. And Derek, wow. what else do we have? You're going to have a shirt. 
some awesome New Belgium hats, some chapstick. You're going to get some bottle openers and a subscription to All About Beer magazine. Cool. Can't beat that with a wooden stick or lick it with a nine-inch tongue, and I wouldn't even try if I was you. Whoa. Hi. Welcome to Hellsberg Diamonds. Hi there. Uh, we like to look at engagement rings. Uh, wait. Is that the guy, Kogeko? Oh, hello. I'm just admiring this lovely diamond solitaire ring. It's beautiful. Yeah, it is. Well, that was easy. Now, who thinks it's a good idea to save money on their car insurance? I do. I do. Wow. I think we just had the wedding rehearsal. GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. on River Road next to the 8th Street Bridge. Pittsburgh fans, check out Bruce Brothers Sunday at 1 p.m. for the Pittsburgh Atlanta game. Bruce Brothers on the 8th Street Bridge on River Road. Imagine a store that lets you get the things you wanted how you wanted. Don't want to use your credit? Don't. Don't have credit? Don't worry. Want to set up a payment plan around your paydates so you're never short on cash? It's up to you. Imagine payments that fit your budget, your schedule, your life. That's Rent-A-Center. Imagine that. No credit needed. Flexible payment plans scheduled around your needs. Imagine new possibilities at Rent-A-Center. Rental purchase transaction. See store for details. Come into the Home Depot and you'll get up to 30% off select holiday decor. So, let's add a lot more Mary. It's not too late for a few extra lights here, a new set of ornaments there, more garland on the mantle, inflatables in the yard, and we'll stuff our stockings full of savings. Let's do this. Up to 30% off select holiday decor. More saving, more doing. That's the power of the Home Depot. Valid through December 25th while supplies last. U.S. only. See store for details. All coughs aren't the same, and neither are all cough medicines. Robitussin's powerful dual-action formula relieves even the toughest coughs. Wet, <coughs> dry, <coughs> and hacking. <coughs> Fast, powerful Robitussin DMX fights your cough and helps clear the congestion that comes with it. Robitussin, don't suffer the consequences. Use as directed. This week, stock up with special Robitussin bonus packs. Available at Walmart for a low price every day. Six months from now, I'm going to be a dad. So there's one thing I want to change about me right now. I've tried before, but this time, I'll do it for me and the baby. I'll quit smoking for good. Most people don't succeed at first. It often takes several tries. The important thing is to never quit on yourself. Visit quitterinyou.org or call 1-800-LUNG-USA for tools and tips from the American Lung Association. We support the Quitter in You. Dear Smokey Bear, for teaching us how to prevent wildfires for 70 years, outdoor lovers would like to say something. Happy 70th, big guy. Let's bring it in for a bear hug. Come on. For safety tips, visit SmokeyBear.com. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state foresters, and the Ad Council. I don't know about you, but we're having a damn good time here today on the Beer Geeks Radio Hour on Sports Hub 102.3 NBC Sports Radio. Man, great, fabulous interview we just had. That was Lawrence awesome. Salazar from Fort Collins, Colorado. And I behaved. I didn't ask the typical <laughs> Colorado questions today, Derek. You did not. You I were was a good boy. When she didn't laugh at the joke about Ed stalking her Facebook page, <laughs> I thought, I'm not even going to go into talking about legalized weed. I'm not even going to do it. I'm not going to do it at all. But I do want to talk about this. 
The killer burger I had yesterday at Backyard Ale House. It's good, right? Unexpected lunch, man. And I wound up, where am I going to go? Somebody asked me where I want to go for lunch. I want to go to Backyard Ale House, Linden Street in downtown Scranton, and pick from the killer menu. And uh, great atmosphere, dude. And... It was a little hustle bustle in downtown, you know, closer to the holidays. Nothing like it was 20 years ago, but yeah. definitely nice and everybody happy. Nice vibe at 12 o'clock in the afternoon during the week at Backyard Ale House was all kinds of good stuff. Glad you enjoyed your burger. It was a great burger, man. What do we got going on this weekend at Backyard? Anything we should know about? Uh, well, next week we have the uh, the Jingle Ball. Oh, uh, cool. Sunday, uh, December 21st. You got the Jingle Ball rolling. Um, half off drafts during the week, uh, 5 to 7, and uh, $5 pulled pork sandwiches for lunch all day. Come on. Killer, killer, yeah. killer deal. The, the, the cheesy, shameless promotion stuff. <laughs> no, man. <laughs> hey, it's we're, not cheesy and it's not shameless. It's all good stuff and a lot of fun. I know that for a fact. Backyard Ale House. That's, that's, why we, that's why we do it. And great service, man. I couldn't get through my drink quick enough, and I drink soda and water when I'm eating lunch. So And you didn't even you didn't no. even let me know that like you were there. Oh, like, I, I did. I was upstairs. I you told didn't even... two of your... I text you yesterday. What did I text you? I text, <laughs> hey, man, let me know when you're up and about. Yeah, Do you I remember that text? I wasn't, maybe. Okay, you weren't up and about <laughs> while you were up there. Or about. All right, I know Derek's got this killer um, special beer he wants to talk yeah, about we, now, and I don't want to eat up any more time. We uh, during everything at the end, tail end of the interview, and while we were in commercial, we had the uh, Frambozen from New delicious. Belgium, yeah, which is just a, a really nice like raspberry kind of taking the oot brew, and like it was a really, it's a really nice subtle tartness to it, which is really nice, very smooth and enjoyable. Um, but now it, it's kind of like taking the, the frambois style. Now, what we're enjoying now, this is like one of the best stouts. This is a brand new, or, uh, I shouldn't say brand new, but it's been out for a little bit, but it's a new beer that they have. It's a collaboration with perennial artisanal ales, and this is a salted Belgian chocolate stout. And all of those things that are said in the description come through in this beer. It's really nice take on it because you get a lot of the really nice Belgian milk chocolate, but there's a touch of bitterness that comes through. It balances it with that salt addition so it has a really nice balance it's that salty sweet going on in a beer tastes like a chocolate covered pretzel yeah that's what I, I mean I, honestly that's I mean that the first taste it's like that's what you, it really comes to like it, it's you know when people think of salt they, they uh, you know think of uh, the, the go style which is kind of you know that that's not some people get really turned off by that style I love this that style. I, I love it but if, if you're not if you're not into that style don't be turned off by this it's not nearly as pronounced as that. This just has a really nice balance, and that's what's great about it is it's that balance of salty sweet, and that's what really comes through on this. And it's 9%, so it's definitely one you kind of got to take your time with and respect a little bit. But, I mean, as far as winter goes, if you're one of those people that makes that transition into dark beers during winter, this is a perfect one to have. It's just got all those really nice combinations, especially with the holidays coming up. If you're sitting down having some cookies, this is a really good one. I, I think I would. I think I would eat chocolate covered pretzels and drink this beer that's chocolate covered. Yeah, it, <laughs> it, you get you get like saltiness in it, yeah. but it's not over the top saltiness. It's it's it's, it's subtle. It's very it's subtle. very subtle. Like it kind of comes they, through on the back end. How do it's they weird. do that? It's it's funny because you take a sip. It's like chocolate hits, and then it's like salt washes over on the back end, and it just kind of gives you that nice balance with everything. And it's really it's it's phenomenal. I mean, I, I love this style. The first I had this. Oh, not too long ago, the first time, and it was just like this is, oh, and and the the missus does not like stouts at all, like despises them, and I always I still keep trying <laughs> every time I have one. Like, Here, try this, and she had this. And she's like, oh, I actually 
I don't mind this because it's it's very chocolatey. It's very chocolatey. Now it's not you know a um, Samuel Smith organic chocolate. It doesn't taste like a milkshake, but it, it has a lot of chocolate notes in it that are really nicely balanced with all these other flavor complexities going on. It's just really super easy drinking. Nine percent, no no appearance of that whatsoever. Full body too. Oh yeah. It's like yeah. As Freddie would say, it's 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 extra large. <laughs> XL, baby. XL. What are you thinking, Ed? Uh, uh, <laughs> He's not a stout guy. I'm, so not, a, I'm not a stout guy, but uh, it, it is very good. I mean, uh, I don't know what else to say. I mean, uh, it is are chocolatey. You getting, are you getting it a is, chocolate pretzel taste? Like yes, back yes, Billy absolutely. Is over absolutely. Here? Best, that's the best description I could I could use for it. And I don't want to steal his words. Well, you already did. Yeah, I just <laughs> sent you up to do so. That's cool, man. I mean, liquid chocolate pretzel in a in a, in a bottle. I mean, so this would be what they would consider a dessert beer. Oh, definitely. oh yeah, yeah. This right. would definitely be a dessert beer. All right, we are. I'm going to crack open now the super special beer that oh, we got cool. from, from Backyard Animal. This is one that's really rare. And if you want to get this, they still have, you still have some bottles down there, right? I think we have a couple, two, three. Yeah. <laughs> you, you need to, we're going to try this one. And this is Guinness put out. Now a lot of people poo poo Guinness, but uh, they put out a. What is it? The limited edition. This is only 90,000 bottles of this were made. The 1759. Worldwide. Now, what's awesome is like Guinness has in their recipe book recipes going back for so long. I actually, when I was over there the last time a few years ago, I had, uh, they were releasing some of those recipes. They were making the, the, brewer, the beer and making it only available in the brewery. And I had their toucan brew, which was. Still one of the best stouts I've ever had, and it was based on an old historical recipe. Now, that's what this is. This is, I think this is 9%, though, right? 9% ABV. Now, this is, they're, they're classifying this as an amber ale, but this is based on a historical recipe, and they put it out really limited editions on this bottle. So it's definitely a pricier one um, because, I mean, 90,000 for the world. Now, that's not 90,000 for U.S. as 90,000 bottles, period, were released from the brewery. So let's see now. We're, we're all, this is all of us are trying this for the first time. All of us are trying this for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> Did you try it? I'm just taking in the, the aroma yeah, notes. A, I'm trying to pick up. It, it, it's an amber ale. You, you see Guinness and you think Guinness, but this is an amber ale on this. But there is some like dark red fruits. You get some of that coming through a little bit of like chocolate almost kind of in the back end, but it's more of like a dark chocolate. But. No, Billy's got some on his mustache. <laughs> Why not, right? When in Rome, right? When in Rome, he really too bad. Got I'm getting it all that. over the microphone. Here. What do you if think? Someone's gonna it? come in and be like, "Oh, I'm trying to distinguish what I'm tasting here." Okay, I'm like vanilla. Am I getting like vanilla notes? Yeah, it's almost like a little bit of a, a barrel notes. I don't know if they. I don't know if it's barrel aged. I, I, honestly, I don't, think, I don't I know if it is do either. Any notes for this, so I, I don't know if it is either. It doesn't really. Um, Let's drink a beer for the sake of drinking it. Yeah, just beer. drink the no, it's, damn it's, beer it's, for it, the I, sake of it. I definitely get a lot of red fruit, like a dark red fruits coming through. It's the first pronounced flavor that I get from this. But I mean, super easy. Eggs, getting yeah, eggs. yeah, like a raisins, some dates, plums, like stuff like that. Like that's the, the the most pronounced flavors I'm getting on this one. Very smooth. 
extremely smooth. No hint of the the nine percent. If you were, if someone said this is from all these bottles, the, <laughs> the, I mean, said, look at these very short cups. Did we get? Did we like? Is this it, another hour where we got like a little? <laughs> yeah. No, we just let everybody no. know everything that's going on. Hey, special thanks to the Triple Six Tattoos, uh, Main Street Inn, uh, Wilkesbury, of course, Backyard Billy Stop in the Backyard that? Ale House downtown Scranton. You want to definitely pick from the menu and hang out on the patio. Always a pleasure when my good buddy Eddie comes in to drink some of our beer and, and talk <laughs> about it and stock our guests. Of course.